Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me, and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compared to Podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore. I'm so glad you're listening to the Compared to Podcast on the Edify Podcast Network. Today, oh friends, I'm a little worried about today, honestly. No, not, not really worried. I'm, I'm excited about today because today you are going to eavesdrop on my very first coaching call to help me become a more intuitive eater. Yes, that's right. I'm letting you into my call. You are going to hear all of my food crazy. And with me, my coaches for today are Charlie Castle, who's an RD and an exercise physiologist, and Aaron Todd, who's a lawyer, because I like to have a lawyer and a dietitian consult me at all times. <laughs> but no, they are the hosts together. They're the hosts of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. It's a great show. The end of last season, season five on this show, we talked with them and kind of wrapped up what we had done all fall long talking about intuitive eating and some places where we get hung up with our food. So you can go and hear a lot more from them in the last two episodes of season five. But today we're starting fresh. It's a new year. Lots of you are thinking about your food. I know you are. So hopefully eavesdropping into my first intuitive eating coaching call will be helpful for you. So I'm going to hand it over to my friend, Charlie Castle. Char, go ahead. Let's get going. (laughs) All right, Heather. Well, thank you for having us. And um, this is exciting. I think this will be fun and helpful for your listeners. So Why don't we get started with you um, just kind of telling us where you're at in your journey with intuitive eating? Are there certain principles that you feel like you have down, like what's working? And then from there, we'll kind of talk about maybe what are some sticking points, what's difficult. Okay. Yeah. So as you guys know, I have done every diet and followed every plan. And I've been a student of nutrition. Uh, I would say more holistic nutrition. I take all the supplements. And so I feel like I have had a whole squadron of food police with me for a very long time, right? Starting in childhood with just learning observationally, good food, bad food, that kind of thing, family of origin, but then adding on to it. And as I've added 
every single year. I don't know that I've let any of those policemen go, right? Like it just, instead of having one food policeman, I have like, I don't know, 27. Um, and sometimes they don't even agree with each other, right? <laughs> the policeman that tells me like, I can't have an apple, like disagrees with the other policeman that says, no, apples are good for you. So if you need a snack, you should have an apple. And then the other policeman's like, but that has a lot of carbs in it, right? So it's, it's been that yes. kind of thing for a long yes. time. And so I started reading the intuitive eating book this fall and I had already kind of broken up with dieting. You know, I knew that dieting wasn't the way and, and that happened a couple years ago. And I, so I think I was kind of naturally following intuitive eating to some extent, but there was a lot in that book that, um, that was a good, uh, I don't know, a, a, I guess a way to capture things that I was thinking and processing in a way that I hadn't captured it before. And so I would say what's going really well is I've been able to silence those food police a lot. Uh, I shared the story last year with you guys about like, go ahead. I like just went, I ate a donut. I was hungry for a donut and I ate the donut. And so that was a big victory for me. And if you didn't hear that story, that that's an, we talked about that last, last time we were together, but, um, and so with Christmas, just going through Christmas, like great victories around the cookies. And I shared on, on my show, the first episode of the season, I shared about how I just didn't feel like I had to eat all the cookies. And that's a normal thing for me. And even today, being a couple years into the new year, I don't feel like I put on as much weight as I normally do over the holidays, because my normal holiday mindset is eat all the things. Cause January 1st, we're going to go clean again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that mentality and, you know, I don't weigh, <laughs> but just, I, I felt, I feel, I don't feel, I have to do something drastic because I, I'm the sugar monster. Like, I don't feel like that at all. Even though I didn't restrict at all over the holidays, if I wanted it, I had it and it was good. So all of those things are going well. Yeah. Where I'm struggling right. <laughs> is in the mindless eating department <laughs> because, oh man, if I sit at my computer and I have something hard ahead of me, I need to be throwing something in my mouth constantly. Like that is my pacifier. And like, so I, I shared this, uh, Aaron and I did a show with uh, Trudy Linsky on it's the Kingdom Mama show. And we talked about some of this stuff. And I confessed, I had a giant bag of Hershey's nuggets that I had bought for a class at school. And some mom brought chocolate and it was super sweet of her to help us out by bringing it. But that meant I had to bring my chocolate home and it sat right behind me in this little cabinet and those things were gone in like three days because it was just like, pop them in, pop them in. I've got to finish this. I've got to finish this. And thinking about some of the principles, like I know about like, you know, trying to figure out whether or not I was actually hungry. If I was grabby because I was hungry, I don't think that was it. Maybe, maybe sometimes, but I don't think that was it. It was more just the I need to be putting something in my mouth. This is what I do. This is how I get through this hard task ahead of me. And, and so, and I've noticed that like, I was doing well, like I had the whole Hershey's incident. I was doing well. And then my husband gave me a bag of Ghirardelli peppermint bark, which I love. And I had been, I had already had some this season. So I kind of been pacing myself and I was like really happy with the fact that the bag had lasted for like 
maybe three weeks and I had kind of forgotten about them. Like you talk about with your trail mix. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I kind of forgotten about that bag. I was like, oh, I still have some of those. But then I got a new bag at Christmas and again, sat down at the computer, do something hard. And those suckers, <laughs> they just went fast. So yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. So it sounds like unconditional permission to eat is working for you. Yes. That is massively helping. It Absolutely. sounds like there has been so much victory with the food police, which that is huge because that was really, really big in, in your life. Absolutely. Um, and I'm hearing that you feel pretty in tune with hunger and fullness because you were saying, you know, I really started evaluating. Am I grabbing these because I'm hungry or is it something else? So hunger and fullness seem to be working for you. I would say most of the time, you know, I, so the weirdest thing started happening and and maybe it's not weird at all. (laughs) Maybe this is difficult, but I, I always eat a snack around three. Okay. Cause I, you know, eat lunch around like noon, but I also work out normally early afternoon. And so around three, I need something. And we eat dinner really early because we've got four kids and activities and all have to be out the door, like, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. So we eat dinner at five o'clock every day. And I have always just sat down and eaten whatever I made for dinner, a full plate of it at five o'clock and clean my plate. Right. And so reading the intuitive eating principle of like, you know, not being in the clean plate club or whatever that, that was super helpful, but I've started to be more mindful at dinner and really for a couple of weeks there. I was barely eating a couple bites of dinner mm-hmm. and, but then getting really hungry at seven or seven 30, which I had to make the food police shut up there. Right. Because you don't eat after seven. Why would you eat something so late? Like that's crazy. It's so much better to go to bed on an empty stomach because then you'll wake up skinny um, magically. Right. Because that's what happens when you don't eat after seven. <laughs> and, and so, um, so I was, you know, I I was trying to balance those, those loud voices with, no, I'm really hungry and I'm going to sleep better if I have a little something, but then also like the very real, (laughs) the truth that at my age, digestion at bedtime is not a good thing. And Mm -hmm. so balancing the, like, I need something to eat, but oh, I can't eat dinner. (laughs) because then I'm not going to sleep because that I cannot lay in bed and digest. So yes. So to, to, to answer your question, hunger and fullness works great. Sometimes like I was doing really well then, but then other times, I don't know. I I do. I think I still do have like a a mental hunger (laughs) that that I'm fighting, which which is normal. Mental hunger is normal as well. That's That's a type of hunger. So it sounds like you're doing really, really good. And what you're wanting to work on today is kind of mindful eating. Heather here. Is the Compare to Who show blessing you? Well, then there's nothing nicer you could do for us than to leave us your five-star review. Leave a review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your shows. Not sure how to do it? Go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom of the screen, and you'll find out all the information on how to leave a review. Thank you so much for considering supporting the show in this way. And hey, while you're at comparetowho.me, take the free body image awareness quiz, download the free walk to lose the weight of comparison, walking workout, or check out any of the hundreds of articles available on the site to encourage you in your journey with body image and comparison. Thanks for listening. Check it all out right after this episode, of course.
So let's start off by talking about how has the chocolate served you? Hmm. How has it been beneficial? Well, endorphins, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the little, I get a little buzz and, and the hard task ahead of me, I'm trying to write another book. Mm-hmm. And so it gives me a little energy and a little buzz. And when I feel buzzed, I can write faster and maybe better. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would think it, it did give me that. So okay. thank you, chocolate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It helps you. Um, I know sometimes just like when you're trying to do mental work, just having something to do with your hands and mouth, like helps you stay focused on the mental work. Yep. Absolutely. It's so true. So what's the problem with it? What's the hang, what's bothering you about Mm -hmm. that habit? Well, so that Costco size bag of Hershey nuggets, (laughs) I I was afraid to look at what the serving was and how many were in there, but I, gonna guess there were maybe 150 pieces of chocolate in there so mm-hmm. we're talking I maybe ate 40 at a time yeah how did you feel in your body uh, I felt sick to my stomach yeah okay. yeah definitely felt sick so that's kind of the pitfall right that's right. kind of the downside of this is that your your stomach was unhappy right and upset Right. And I probably wasn't hungry for dinner that day. Yeah. <laughs> that chocolate, right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of awareness around this already, Heather. So I just want to shout that out as like a win oh. early on, like just recognizing patterns, knowing like, these are my things. These are my weak spots. Like already that's really big, but just the way you're describing your relationship with eating something while getting ready to write or work and then always having dinner at five and like being used to doing it a certain way. You've got two like very dug in habits or patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, I just want to highlight that those have been around for a while and they've served your lifestyle for a while with good and bad on both sides of them probably, but like to like have a light switch flip kind of transition out of both of those things is totally unrealistic. So you're right in this phase where you're noticing what's different with some awareness of the different principles. And it's like this messy, growing gray area of getting to um, kind of evaluate your habits that you've got. And you're in a position now where you get to choose what part of that um, serves you in a way that you like, and you want to keep doing, I would wager a certain number of those chocolates are probably going to stay <laughs> in the writing process because it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just get to navigate that with these skills and awareness that you're building right now. So like, this is a messy <laughs> growing yeah. phase. And I think that's totally normal. And to expect like, oh, I've read the book. So light switch, all my mm-hmm. habits are different. Like that's just, um, that's not how it works. <laughs> so it's yeah. okay that it's like complicated. Um, that's just part of the process. This this whole thing is a process. Like once you get through these, there'll be another one that you get to process through. So um, just calling that process out for what it is yeah. right now. I'm glad you said that, Erin, because yesterday I actually wrote this line. So don't steal it, anyone listening, because it's going to be my next book. But it this is a path, not a plan. Oh, and those of us who want to 
like who are from a dieting background, right? You're like, this is the next miracle thing. I found intuitive eating. Boom. Like this is going to change my life and it's going to be easy. And I'm just going to follow this new plan and then I'll be free. But intuitive eating isn't a plan as much as it is a path. It feels like so. Yeah. And that's messy. There's like rocks and stuff and trees in the way. (laughs) Yeah. I think you did such a good job, Erin, of highlighting um, where we were going with this, right? That there are benefits to a little bit of that mindless eating while you're working, because maybe you're not focusing on the eating, you're focusing on your work, but the eating the chocolate is kind of helping you, right? What it's doing is kind of helping you let go of the anxiety, maybe of like, oh, I have this big thing to do, or it's helping you have like a little bit of pleasure and get yourself focused on writing. So there's definitely some benefits there. And it's serving you in a way. And I'm curious if while you're doing it, or is what's the self-talk that's happening? Yeah, I'm counting, right? Okay. I start off counting, right? Okay. I'll just, okay, I'll just have three. Mm-hmm. And then those three are gone in like less than a second. <laughs> it feels like, it's probably not actually possible, but it feels like that. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even started working, right? So it's like, okay, I'll just have three more because now, it's, it's like eating the candy before the movie, right? Yes. You're trying to save some for the movie, but, <laughs> but pretty soon it's like, there's three left and it's a two hour movie. Yeah. This isn't going to work out. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Like, okay, I'll get three more. Okay. Open the file. I need those three are gone. Okay. I'll get three more. And then this is it. And I keep telling, like, I keep making these false promises to myself. This is it. I'll just have this three more and then they're gone. And I can make it like maybe five minutes. <sighs> No, I, okay. I need some more. Okay. I'll just, and then I start doing one by one, right. Mm-hmm. I'll just have one more. I'll just have one more. And, you know, and I'm throwing my trash can is right underneath my desk. So I'm throwing the wrappers away immediately. So I'm not seeing them <laughs> stack up on the desk beside me, which maybe, I don't know, <laughs> maybe that would psychologically do something for me, but you know, and so I'm not even, I'm, I'm counting at first and then I'm not counting anymore. Then it's like, well, I need one more. Well, I need one more. Oh, I'm stuck on the sentence. Okay. One more. Oh, two more, three more. Okay. Got the sentence. And you know, so it's, it's like that. I'm not necessarily condemning myself as I go. You know, it's not like if I were sitting on the couch going back for more, like during a television show where I would have the mental space to say, you shouldn't do that, Heather. You really don't need that other one. Like I'm not doing that because I'm really focused on my work. Mm-hmm. So it really is. I'm not even thinking about the chocolate in my mouth. It's just mm-hmm. feeding, <laughs> feeding my writing. If, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's awesome that it does feed your writing, but it's not awesome that at the end of it, you're like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> uncomfortable. Why did I do that? Right. So something that, that I am noticing is giving yourself, you know, I'm only going to have these three. That's not unconditional. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's a little bit of a hang up there. That's true. You're, you're not listening to hunger and fullness. You're not paying attention to satisfaction. You're, you're not tuning in, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're making a condition and then you're, you're mindlessly going for it. So that's something to think about. 
Yeah. Um, that maybe putting on a limit on it is that restriction is kind of driving the desire for more. Yeah. Which we often see. Right. Um, so explore that a little bit. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. My other thought is, if you don't want to end up with a stomach ache from eating all the chocolate, but having something to do with your hands and your mouth while you're writing is beneficial, like what other things can you incorporate with the chocolate? You don't have to take the chocolate mm-hmm. away, but what other things can you incorporate that will leave you feeling good? Yeah. Is there anything that you think, oh, I might try that and I might feel a little bit better? Well, so yesterday I did it with grapes. Okay. I mean, and I had to go back for a second bowl. Grapes are a little bit trickier, right? Because they're (laughs) perishable. So I don't keep them in my office. (laughs) So, you know, I had a bowl of them and they went quickly and I had to go get a second bowl. Really didn't want a third bowl of grapes. Okay. Probably wished I had some chocolate. But I did have a handful of chocolate chips and, and I do, you know, to what degree this is my old diet culture mentality or whatever. It did help me that the chocolate chips were also in the pantry, which was not in my office. Um, because I was, you know, I, I ate them, but I needed to keep going. (laughs) Like I needed to keep working. I needed to finish what I needed to finish before the deadline I had yesterday. And so I, couldn't keep getting up to go to the kitchen and get more. And so in a way I, I beat it, if you will. Although I don't know that I, I don't know that I missed out on any satisfaction or any, I I don't, I don't know to what extent that was mind game and to what extent that was okay. That was actually healthier. So I don't know. I'll let you decide. (laughs) I want to ask something really quick since I don't know what kind of deadline you're on and I don't know how big your house is, but how long does it actually take for you to get up from your desk and to walk into the kitchen? Like what, what my mansion? You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can make it to the kitchen in two seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm just wondering, like, it seems like one of the part of the story that you're telling yourself um, when you're writing and how you have your writing flow going with that is I can't get up, mm. which is, a restriction in itself, uh, just looking at it another way. But I'm wondering if you could try as an experiment, what it's like if you don't change anything other than that you're getting up. And I'm wondering if the getting up is your kind of your, not trigger, but your reminder to go, okay, I'm moving my body. Let me see how it feels Mm -hmm. as I'm walking to the kitchen. And like, just as an opportunity to check in with yourself Um, I like to do that whenever I find myself either standing in front of the refrigerator or standing in front of like a pantry of food. It's like, I'm standing here like, oh yeah, I'm standing here. I'm supposed to be like, I'm going to do a body scan and just see what's going Mm -hmm. on. Like just as if you find yourself doing that activity, let that be a reminder to see how it feels, see what's going on. 
and don't change yeah. anything else. Just has that just as an experimental piece of data, something mm -hmm. else to work in and consider and try out. I'm not, uh, who knows what's going to happen with that. Mm -hmm. gonna... Well, see, an, an interesting thing, an interesting, like, I guess, side factor to that is, and this is a pretty common thing in, in writers that I've talked to, like part of our mind game is setting these little deadlines. You don't get up until, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have to go to the bathroom, I will hold it until, right? So there's all these different, you know, like the, the it's the BIC method of writing, but in chair is <laughs> what like they call it in writer circles, because the only way you get things written is by keeping your butt in the chair. And there's so much resistance and temptation to just leave the chair. And, and so it's, it's like when you try to have your prayer time, and you know all these things distract you it's very similar to that like it's different than other work I do when I'm trying to write oh man like the like oh <laughs> the resistance is loud to get up and do yeah. something else and so I don't know in a way I feel like if I kept getting up I would be giving into that resistance and I wouldn't accomplish what I need to accomplish does that make sense are you yeah. setting like a an amount of work that needs to be finished before you get up or a time limit? Yeah, it's normally amount of work. Like I need to get to the end of this chapter or I need to get to the end of this page or whatever. So maybe it's when you reach that, that time limit or, or that, that amount of work that, that, okay, now I can get up. I'm going to check in with my body. Yeah. What if we experiment with making that kind of the, the pattern, like, okay, I can, I can take a little break here. The first thing I'm going to do is kind of scan and see how my body's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I want to circle back a little bit to the grapes. Uh -huh. Do you remember how your body felt after that? Yeah, <clears throat> I felt good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it definitely, it definitely was better better, such a nasty word. Right. But I definitely, I felt energized in a different kind of way. Uh, I get more than non it. I know you guys don't like the word addictive, <laughs> but, but definitely like I didn't, I, after a certain number of grapes, I was more satisfied than I have ever felt after a certain amount of Hershey's okay. chocolate. Sorry, yeah. Hershey's, <laughs> but you know, like, I, th I feel like it's, and I, I was doing really well with only eating really good chocolate because after you only eat really good chocolate, you, that is more satisfying after, you know, you mm -hmm. only need so much really good chocolate, but the lower quality chocolate, mm -hmm. you can just keep eating. <laughs> I never get satisfied. It feels like, at least for me, but yeah. So that's something to think about too that's, that's a great thing to know, right? Like I get a lot more satisfaction eating like a higher quality chocolate. Um, so definitely think about that. Um, and, and adding the grapes, right? You didn't take away chocolate. You still mm -hmm. had some chocolate. Yep. That's awesome. And it was satisfying, but adding the grapes helped. So some homework for you. Okay. If you'll accept it. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I think would be maybe sitting down and kind of making a list of foods you enjoy that are kind of that single, like I can just pop this in my mouth while I'm writing um, that feel good in my body. 
you know, think about some that are play foods, some that have nutritional value, um, like use your nutrition informant here to kind of think those things over. And then maybe some of it is stuff, it's up to you, right? Whether you want to keep this stuff in your office or if you want to get up and go to the kitchen. But some things, so we're very similar, Heather. I uh-huh. am, I have to do the same thing to get work done. Uh-huh. Um, and so I have just kind of like, I went through the whole thing of how is this serving me and what kind of works. And um, so like dried fruit, nuts, some candy bar, some chocolate, like I, I kind of have this basket of, of these things next to me. And, you know, I try, I remember to have my lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to just eat that and not have lunch. So I'm kind of tuning in with myself. And, but I use that as a tool to get work done as well. And it used to be something really shaming, mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've kind of moved past that. Like you accept, like, I don't need to feel shame for this. Right. Um, But you don't want to end your work session, like feeling pukey. Right, right. (laughs) Right. So, so how can this serve me? And I think it's adding things to it. Um, You know, and, and another thing that could be helpful too, I don't know, but I kind of struggle with like hydration drinking Mm -hmm. and so like having a cup of tea like herbal tea or something like that with me kind of helps me with that too like the sipping of the tea kind of helps as well yeah well Well, it's funny that you said that because I have been doing um iced tea (laughs) I'm not a big I mean because of my years of dieting right you don't have sugar drinks sugar drinks bad sugar drinks sugar drinks you know um and but I have been having like and Sometimes I was actually sweetening with sugar. Sometimes I was just using stevia. So it's kind of going back and forth, but I have been drinking tea all afternoon mm-hmm. and feeling like, yeah, I have beat it. Cause I can just get this rush from tea. But then in that intuitive eating book, she talks about people that, that drink beverages all day, all afternoon, instead of eating it. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> but see- And that's the thing to focus on, right? Like this isn't a set of diet rules. This isn't a plan. It's a path. And so like so many things, it's not necessarily the behavior. It's the, why are you Mm. doing the behavior? Yeah. So are you drinking all day, you know, all afternoon and ignoring hunger signals to restrict? Yeah. That's a good Or, you know, did you eat a good lunch? And you have had a couple pieces of chocolate and some dried cranberries and you're feeling kind of good, but you'd need a little something to keep doing work. Yeah. So it's about awareness and the, and the why you're doing it. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's our line. That'll be in a book one day. It's like, it's not what you're doing. It's why, why, why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so to just like make this applicable to someone who maybe doesn't have a mindless eating problem at work. What about the person on the couch watching television? This is my husband. <laughs> he thinks he's become an intuitive eater because I've been talking about it. And he's like, but I'm gaining weight, Heather. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you haven't really gone through all the principles. We've only had two conversations about this. And I'm pretty sure those four little snack bags of Cheetos that you eat every night after dinner while watching television <laughs> are, are uh, not a 
response to actual hunger. <laughs> so, yeah. so can you, can you, like, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Can you throw something out for someone who maybe has this problem at a different time of day? Yeah. So I think, you know, that's the, the checking in right with what you're doing. So it's the same, it's the same process of what I just went through with you of evaluating how is this serving me mm. and how is this not serving me? So with you, we had a very clear, this is serving me, mm-hmm. right? That's a very obvious, this is very helpful for me. Um, someone eating them on the couch, watching TV, let's brainstorm, like, what are some ways that that could serve a person that I was that person at one point, and it was helping me numb. It was helping me deal with stress and trauma. And that absolutely served me in that Mm -hmm. way and left me feeling very sick to my stomach, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so that Mm -hmm. was something I worked through. Um, So what would, you know, what are some things could be serving them that way? And then how is it not serving them? So if he's feeling uncomfortable in his body doing that, then like, what are some ways that you can get the benefit without the, the way that it's not serving you? So is it saying, you know, I'm going to sit down with these cheetahs and eat them mindfully, and then you are getting some benefit? If it's a, maybe it's a take. Is it the flavor they really enjoy? But I think starting with how is this to me and how is it harming me kind of leads you into something to experiment with. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think for him, he likes to crunch. And I'm thinking about the satisfaction principle from intuitive eating. And most of our dinners don't have anything crunchy in them, right? I mean, dinners aren't crunchy. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I I cook my vegetables too long. I guess they should be crunchy. I cook them that mush and they're not crunchy either. So yeah, so I, that I, that was really helpful what you just said because maybe he's missing that crunch. Maybe you need to start crumbling potato chips on top of our chicken or something. Um, so no, we can get that crunch yeah. and, you know, or add some raw vegetables or something so we can get that crunch because I think that probably is what he's missing. He likes to crunch. It doesn't matter if it's Cheetos or chips or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm always going for a granola bar or something sweet. He's always going for chips or something crunchy. So yeah, that's really helpful. Well, thanks ladies. This has been super helpful and I'm excited that we're going to try to do this regularly. I know I have, um, lots of (laughs) hangups. I will love the help for, and, um, and I really hope that those listening will, you know, get something out of it too, that maybe they'll be able to see themselves in some of the issues that I struggle with, um, or that we share about. So, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you all for your help. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to be here. And thank you for listening today. Thanks for listening to the Compared to Who show on the Edify Podcast Network. It's a great place for podcasts to build your faith and inspire you. So head over to the edify.app and search the Edify app in the podcast on Apple or on Google Play. Thanks for listening. I hope something in today's show has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah. 
It's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.